tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to join us today. We are coming to you live from our studios in Kukum. Maybe we're on DTT because we're free to wear. We're on DSTV channel 421 and Go TV channel 125. Joy News, your home of independence, fearless, and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, one person pronounced dead with eight others, including a five-year-old child battling for their lives after a robbery attack last night in Waliwale in the northeast region. We'll bring you more on this shortly in the bulletin. Also this afternoon, acute water shortage in the Tamale metropolis bite hard on hospitals and schools as MP says it is stressing those facilities. We are live in Parliament for more on this for you. Plus, the National Lottery Authority recovers some 6.1 million cities locked up investment with Nsano Ghana Limited, a subsidiary of defunct Unibank. We'll be bringing you more from Parliament. We're also live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and X Spaces at Joy News on TV. My personal handle is at Danana Aisha. Please do stay for details. <laughs> has been pronounced dead with eight others including a five-year-old child battling for their lives at the Tamale Teaching Hospital following a robbery attack last night in Waliwale in the northeast region. The attack was said to have been carried out by three armed men who arrived on motorbikes and opened fire at a busy bus station near the Nalurugu Junction before targeting a mobile money vendor. The vendor was shot as he attempted to flee while eight other people at the bus station were wounded by stray bullets. All the victims were rushed to the Waliwali Government Hospital but were transferred to the 
Tamale Teaching Hospital. However, the mobile money operator identified as Rabiu has been has since been pronounced dead at the Tamale Teaching Hospital. Correspondent Elias Tanko joins us with more on this development. Elias, what more can you report on this incident? Hello, Eliasu. We've lost Eliasu there. We'll try and bring Eliasu back and to tell us more on this. The incident comes on the back of increasing reports of robberies across the municipality. According to police sources, the municipality has recorded close to 30 robbery attacks since 2021. The police say they do not have enough men and logistics to fight the robbers. We're also joined by the municipal chief executive, Arimea Osomolaki. Grateful for your time. First of all, this incident raises concerns uh, with regards to the security situation in that area. What are you doing to ensure that uh, this does not recur? I think we've lost Somolaki also on the line. Do we have Elias Otanko? Elias, so if you can hear me, I want you to tell me more on what really happened and what the situation is right now. Well, I said, we understand uh, three armed men arrive at this particular location, which is just almost in the, uh, in the center of the township, and then open fire at a DJ bus terminal, which is just uh, closer to the Nalergo Junction area in Walewale. And then uh, before targeting a mobile money uh, operator who was just seated nearby, uh, we understand that uh, they took money from the mobile money operator, and when he was about uh, running away, they fired at him. And then when they arrived, they initially opened fire uh, to scare the people. So in the process, we understand eight people uh, were shot, and uh, they have been rushed to hospitals in Tamale and Bolga. Well, uh, as to speak, unfortunately, we are just getting reports from the Tamale Teaching Hospital uh, that the, the mobile o, uh, money operator who was targeted uh, and shot has been pronounced uh, dead. Uh, we understand the age more people are currently receiving treatment in these two hospitals that I mentioned. The police? Has the incident been reported to the police, uh, Ilyaso? Yes, we understand the police arrived. In fact, uh, where this incident happened is just uh, some handshaking distance from the police station uh, in town. So we understand the police arrived. Uh, then we also have understand the military also arrived because we know that the military has been carrying out a special operation on this particular road because of uh, uh, constant attacks by armed men. So the security forces, we understand, have taken over the situation. But uh, there's uh, a, a deep concern from residents uh, because this is not the first time since 2021. According to our sources within the police, there have been close to 30 robberies that have occurred across this particular uh, municipality. So, as to speak, after 7 p.m., people are not able to travel uh, in this particular community, uh, uh, in this particular municipality, I might say. So, there's this concern uh, uh, from residents, uh, action authorities, uh, to fix this particular situation. We've been trying to get the DCE to speak on this, but it's been um, 
um, unsuccessful. But uh, we hear that the police say they don't have enough men and logistics to fight crime in that area. Um, what is the authorities doing about this? Well, this is uh, a call that uh, the overlord of the area has uh, made uh, repeatedly to uh, the state authorities, uh, asking that the police in this particular area should be routed, especially in the Westman Prison Municipality, which is almost like uh, uh, the busiest municipality in this particular region. They have a constant robbery attack, and as I speak, market women are not able to access some markets in this particular uh, 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 municipality because of this particular attack. Uh, people are not able to travel at some point uh, uh, in this particular area. And uh, the police themselves have made several calls uh, for authorities to give them enough logistics, including vehicle and also, but also more men to be able to uh, confront this particular challenge. Uh, but uh, by all indications and from sources uh, within the police, uh, these particular calls are yet to be given. Elias Tonkwe is our man monitoring events in the northeast region for us. We'll definitely bring you more on this as and when we get it. Now, recent developments at the Medina Zongwan Ridge Junction footbridges have sparked some confusion within the community. Pedestrians who once celebrated the completion of the footbridge now find themselves in a battle with traders who have turned the footbridge into a bustling marketplace, exposing pedestrians to danger. Peace of Vojogme visited the area and his father's report. Six years ago, some residents of the Medina Adent area embarked on a demonstration over the installed footbridge. Their demand was clear. Pressure the government to swiftly complete the footbridge that was under construction. This was due to the numerous road crashes on the highway. But now, traders are seen displaying merchandise, including clothing, food items, and toiletries, among many others, on the footbridge designed to facilitate easy and safe crossing of the busy Medina Highway by pedestrians. Pedestrians expressed their displeasure with the activities on the footbridges. Footbridge is meant for pedestrians. It's not meant for traders to trade on it. Those baguettes on the footbridge, sometimes they are children sometimes they on the on the footbridge, urinate and do sort uh, sort of things, a lot of things on the bridge which is not supposed to be. So for me, my view is that they should be taken out from here so that the footbridge will be you know, having enough space for parents to pass through. They don't have place for selling their items, so the best thing, maybe the attorneys we have here, maybe when we are passing the footbridge, people can pick in even though we can't have a space maybe we are passing, and it's really bad. Sometimes they even most of the even the bad people and the good people there, but I can't identify them. They can pick you. Governments will find a good place for them to sell. I think that one can help them because when you start, they don't have anywhere to go. Traders, on the other hand, defended their presence on the footbridges, citing economic necessity and the lack of alternative spaces for their businesses. We know that what we are doing is wrong, but we have no choice but to sell to make ends meet. We understand the concerns of pedestrians and the government, but we need to earn a living.
we have noticed people using the footbridge so that is why we have decided to sell here we asked the government to give us time to find alternative locations before taking actions against us traders are supposed to sell in the market but there is no available space and we can't continue to rent shops that is why we continue to sell on the footbridge to make a living residents are calling on the local authorities to get them a place so they can move from the footbridge to a conducive environment for trading the National Lottery Authority says it has recovered some 6.1 million cities locked up investment within Sanoganda Limited, a subsidiary of Defunct Unibank. The amount is total revenue and profit generated from the NLA's short code gaming platform between 2012 and 2019. Appearing before the Public Accounts Committee this morning, Director General of the NLA, Samuel Uku, said the authority will take a decision on whether to extend the contract within Sanoganda Ghana after fully recovering the funds. I've been joined by James Aveji, who is on this bid for us in Parliament. James, what are the specifics of this contract? Yes, Aisha. So this contract was signed between the NLA and uh, the Unibank uh, in 2012 uh, to manage not only the online gaming uh, short code, but also look at what they call uh, rapid uh, procurement, uh, I mean, rapid, uh, those who use the online, we know that the NLA has moved uh, some of its gaming platforms to uh, some machines, and so uh, those who load the machines to uh, do this gaming, the, uh, I mean, Unibank is supposed to manage this contract for them. And so uh, we know that in 2017, when uh, the new government came into power, there was some issue with some banks, and Unibank was one of those companies whose licenses have been revoked. Now, when you look at the Auditor General's report, it indicated that Unibank, which was contracted to do this, also uh, contracted another company, which is a third party, uh, a subsidiary of itself, to do this. That, the Auditor General's report indicated, was against uh, the law because it did not allow for a third party to do this work. But uh, the justification has been that, uh, I mean, since this is a third party of a company that has been contracted, there is nothing far-fetched about that contract, and so that issue had been resolved. The main issue raised in the report was that this money, uh, the NLA, has not been able to take steps to, first of all, uh, abrogate the contract when this uh, bank was defunct, and two, they haven't taken any step at the time to uh, retrieve the said money. But today, the Director General indicates that the full amount of some 6.1 million Ghana cities has successfully been retrieved from Unibank, despite the fact that their licenses have been revoked, Aisha. So the NLA also makes a point about some improved revenue from their online gaming system. Tell us more about that. Yes, so that uh, is also, uh, according to the Director General, coming out of some successful renegotiation with these people. So this is also another contract for those who do the mobile gaming. There is this, uh, they call it 590 gaming, with which you can use your mobile phone at home uh, to play lottery from the comfort of your home. Now, this platform, we are told by the DG, 
It's also been managed by some three entities. Now, uh, those entities, he said, when he came into office uh, somewhere in 2017, 2018, they were making, uh, uh, sorry, in 2021, they were making, uh, uh, I mean, the money's been uh, remitted to the NLA was in a total of some 25 million Ghana cities. But he thought that, uh, I mean, there should be more to be done about it. And so he went into some sort of renegotiation with these three companies managing this platform. He said within six months in 2022, the amount has improved from 25 million Ghana cities to some 15 million Ghana cities. Then he went into another renegotiation again uh, to get some more improvement. And he says that as at uh, last year, 2023, there's been another improvement from 51 million Ghana cities to 91 million Ghana cities, being total revenue generated from... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Es an online gaming platform, he, he said. And the auditors present at the committee also ascertain this, that yes, it is true that there's been some improvement in revenue generation by the NLE on this platform. So we also know that the ECG has been before the committee. What, what more do we know about this? So uh, some two key infractions came up. One was some uh, uh, money has been spent in the uh, ECG's Volta Regional Headquarters uh, that has not been uh, supported by a payment vouchers amounting to some 62. In fact, it was in a total of over 600,000 Ghana cities. Uh, the Auditor General's recommendation was that they get payment vouchers to support these expenses. They have been able to get that, uh, but some 62,000 Ghana cities has not been supported. Now, the uh, Auditor General's recommendation is that uh, they needed to get this failure to do that. Officers or managers at the ECG in the Volta region would have to repay back this money from their own pocket. The uh, 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 chairman of the Public Accounts Committee has directed that the ECG gets the payment vouchers within the next two weeks to support this expenditure. Otherwise, they would have to pay from their uh, pocket. Also, in the Western region, over 275,000 Ghana cities of uh, a procurement had been done without VAT expenses. And so uh, the chairman also directed that they either get the companies that have been involved in this procurement to produce VAT uh, to support this, or they pay the VAT remittances that they were supposed to pay to the GRA on this procurement uh, of uh, over 250,000 Ghana cities uh, to the GRA. And so they've also been given two weeks to execute this. Other than that, uh, they would have to uh, take uh, another decision on the issue. James Kweseveji monitoring that for us with those details from the Public Accounts Committee. Let's still st- stay with Parliament because former minority leader and MP for Tamale South, Haruna Idris, is demanding urgent action to address the acute water shortages in the Tamale metropolis. In a short statement on the floor of the House, Mr. Idris explained challenge has put hospitals and schools, especially in Tamale, under stress. Parliamentary correspondent Kwekwa Sante joins us 
Congress via Zoom with more Kweku. What has been the response to the Tamale South MP's demand? Well, unfortunately for Harun Idrisu, he hasn't gotten any response because the ministers were not on the floor at the time this issue happened. But he has raised that issue and he, he's, he's insisting that he needs some answers. There's a lot of hospitals and schools in Tamale that are under some severe strain because of this specific issue. And he wants that to be addressed. But MP for Bodhi Samson, and he is the former minister for water resources, works and housing, deputy minister, I should say, under John Dramani Mahama, has been employing the national security and the ministry for works and housing and water resources, actually, as it, as it is now, to move into Tamale with the tankers that they have to supply water to these communities. According to our mission, there are so many communities in Tamale who have not had water flow through their tap for years. And so this is something that he expects will be addressed immediately so that people in Tamale can get some respite. Of course, other MPs in Tamale, Inus, um, Mutala Mohammed and Suhini, also went into this issue about the struggle that their constituents have to go through to access very basic service like water. So I saw that has been the state of play in terms of this water situation as was raised on the floor by Harry We've seen a video of near fisticuffs between Kennedy, Japan and Sylvester Teta on the floor of the house during today's proceedings. What really happened? Well, Aisha, we can't confirm the specific details. There are a lot of rumors going around now. But as you can see in the video, Alexander Penyomakin, the deputy majority leader, walking out Sylvester Tete so that the MPs do not exchange blows. Kennedy of Japan was clearly furious. He had just accosted the member of parliament for Botiano English. The two gentlemen were exchanging floors in the middle of the, of the, of the sitting. While sitting was actually going on, MP Fasova was on the floor delivering a statement. And the two gentlemen were having a go at each other. And so the deputy majority leader sent him that if the situation was not addressed immediately, there could be the exchange of blows. Actually walked up right up to where the gentlemen were, dragged Sylvester Tete outside of the outside of the, the, the chamber. Kenneth Japan at that time did not follow suit. He just walked back to his chair. He was very frustrated about the turn of events. Okaipu Central MP Patrick Boma came to sit by him later on. They tried to calm him down. We understand it is some monetary issues. Someone owes some man. Someone is asking the other person to go to court. Of course, we can't confirm the details now, and we are still putting our ears to the ground to be able to get as much information as possible. But actually, what I can tell you is that if not for a federal market exchanging and um, um, coming between these two men to actually separate them, one person would have probably thrown his hand. And you see there, Patrick Boama coming into Kenya, coming to Kenya, Japan, try and listen to what exactly might have happened. Try and come in there and say that. Listen, we are, we are all from the same side. We need to calm down. We need to address these issues when, when we can. But it was near physical, like you said, and the two MPs were nearly having a go at each other. Had it not been for the deputy majority, we are coming in between them and, 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 and separating the two men. What, what other business uh, is the House conducting today? Well, there has been a statement on girl-child education in science. There's also been some referral on about $300 million concessionary loan agreement. There are a lot of committee meetings happening on the sidelines. We just had James Abbey tell us about the public accounts committee. Once a lot of committees that are sitting. In fact, the, because the House just resumed the second week of, of sitting, the agenda is a little light, but there's still a number of things happening on the floor. And this near fiscals in the House have shown a little bit in terms of what exactly has happened a bit into, into off gear. But the leadership are trying to resolve the situation so that business can proceed as usual. Kwekwasante is our parliamentary correspondent. He'll be bringing us more from today's proceedings and we'll be showing that to you in our subsequent bulletins. Let's get more 
and administrative workers and other academic activities. Administrative work and other act academic activities are back in full operation on the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology campus after the Senior Staff Association of Public Universities called off its industrial action. Laboratories and other teaching facilities in the school which were shut for close to two weeks are now accessible to students pursuing science-related programs for practical sessions. Meanwhile, the Tertiary Education Workers Union of Ghana, TEU, has refused to call off its strike uh, despite the government meeting some of its demands. My colleague Emmanuel Bright Kweku is on the campus of the KNUSD. He joins me with more. Emmanuel, uh, what more can you report from uh, the campus? We understand classes are in full session now. All right, so um, Aisha, as rightly mentioned, um, Classes are full in session here on the KNUST campus. Um, as you can see, you can see some of the students um, going to class. They just returned from um, a short break during their lecture hours, and they are heading back um, into the classrooms for um, lectures. But as you may recall, the Senior Staff Association here on the KNUST campus usually would comprise of those at the administration offices and also some laboratory workers. So when I came here on campus, I realized that um, laboratories that were closed um, some two weeks ago now the students can actually access these laboratories. So when you go into some of the classrooms or the laboratories and the students are sitting right there and having a practical session, that's for those doing the science-related courses or health programs. And also um, I monitored the libraries. Um, in some of the colleges on campus, um, some of the, these libraries have been opened um, for the students to access them. But when it comes to janitorial services and even security, I've monitored and I've realized that some of these security men are post, those are those under um, the Tertiary Education Workers Union of Ghana. That's uh, TWGH, um, the security men are post. But when it comes to sanitation on campus, some of these colleges have um, their dustbin still full. Um, you have the refuse piling up at some sessions um, uh, on campus. But generally, classroom activity on campus is now full in section Aisha. Mm. What, what was the situation with members? You're, you've just talked about uh, sanitary situation that is getting bad because still is refusing to call off its strike. What more uh, is the situation in, in terms of TEU refusing to call off its strike? All right, so um, we interacted with Charles Arthur, who is the local chapter over um, chairman of the local chapter over here, and he says that until the government actually meets their demands, they are not returning um, back to work. So, as I rightly mentioned, house of refuse, and um, in some sections, you, you can find the refuse over there. So, until the government, generally, until the government meet these demands. Already they've met some of the demands, but they are saying that until they meet their full demands, and they are not coming back to work. But hopefully um, we, we are praying that uh, something will be done so the students here on the KNUC campus do not reel under the impact um, of the industrial action. Bryce uh, Kwaku with that update from Kumase. There's more we'll be bringing you as and when we get from the campuses of the universities as a 
strike of tail still continues. The dream of every Ghanaian parent is to see their children through school and guide them to become responsible adults in future. But that is not the case of Emmanuel Sakwa, who lost his dad at a young age and has fended for himself ever since. The brilliant senior high school graduate who dreams of becoming a medical doctor someday now finds himself on the streets of Accra working two jobs to cater for himself and save some for future uh, for the, to further his education. My colleague Kenneth J.C. has more. The traffic jam in most of Accra's busy highways usually frustrates commuters as long productive hours are wasted in traffic on a daily basis. But that is where some traders also earn a living. They showcase their items to commuters when the gridlock starts to build and sometimes chase after moving cars when a passenger tries to purchase an item just when traffic begins to ease. 24-year-old Emmanuel Sakwa is one of such people. The SHS graduate works two jobs, selling plantain chips in traffic and recording the number of imported cars that have just been retrieved from their containers at the Tema Haba. I has completed SHS. As 2021 so this is what I normally do to earn some money because you can't just be in the house or you can't just go and still as a man you need to work you need to I mean find something to do so that you get something for yourself as well as having a family to most of times your parents may need some help from you so that you can also help so it's someone say it's hard but we are able to go through through christ emmanuel who originally comes from the central region of ghana lost his father at a young age he moved to accra to seek for a better future not knowing anyone in the capital emmanuel lived in a rented kiosk as it was the cheapest form of accommodation he could afford he now lives at the church he worships with a dream of becoming a doctor someday. Emmanuel is saving some of the monies he earns from his two jobs to further his education. It's my dream of becoming a doctor. And I know that will take a long way in the school, but as long as I was able to pass well, at any moment I will be able to go to school. It's, it's not easy. So I just have to take time then plan well and save as well so that if I'm able to enter, I may not go through difficulties in terms of any money issues or any stuff. So I've lost my dad and my mom is alive in the central region. So I stay, I stay in a church. Let's say that was last year. I was staying in Accra here at some place, so I got a chance to stay at the church there was where I really could. Emmanuel explains how he is able to combine two jobs. I work at the mall. It's a shift work. So you go for day one week, night one week, then you go for off. So... When I'm on night, the daytime too, I used to sell something. 
So when I'm in the morning, that's when I don't um, I don't come here to sell. So this day is ninth, and then off. That's what I get time to sell this. Emmanuel Sakwa performed very well in his WASI exams. He had six A's, one B, and a pass. He remains hopeful that he'll make it someday so he can take care of his mother and siblings and further his education to become a medical doctor who will help save lives. Kenneth, Jesse, for Joy News. We're still live on Joy News today. We're coming to you from our studios in Kokomlemle on the fan of our streets. Let's take a break. When we return, there's business. Welcome, let's do some business news with me, Emma Davis. Entrepreneurs in Ghana's creative arts industry are asking governments to do more to support their operations. According to the project manager for arts and culture at the British Council, Andrew Entria Mensa, more investors in the sector will contribute immensely to Ghana's economy. Here's more. I think when you ask every creative or if you ask everyone in the business or somebody who wants to come up with uh, an idea or business, the first thing is uh, funds. And um, we look at the, we look at funds not being... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The only challenge, um, the other challenges that we feel are the skills and capacities that the creatives will have in order to put out their product and services out there. Talk about marketing, talk about um, online tools to, you know, um, probably get access to customers, customer service, and stuff like that. So these are the challenges that we feel that creatives have. And then the opportunities to let network and leverage and collaborate with each other. Um, one of the things too I realize is that a lot of creatives work in silos. There is no collaboration within the creatives and people want to work on their own. So we feel that when these are surmounted and people begin to work together and leverage on the skills and capacities that each person has. Some stakeholders are advocating more investments in Ghana's technical and vocational education training. According to principal of the Explorer School, Catherine Cati, this is key to improving the skills of students. She spoke to Joy Business at the Explorer's primary school launch. According to these stakeholders, technical and vocational education training provides more lasting solutions to employment in the country than many of the government employment initiatives. Helped on improving and also applauded when they are able to um, 
work on their projects. Founder of the Explorers School, Camila Kepalani, commended government. And let's question expanding TV. Um, Explorers Schools has actually been um, in uh, operation for 19 years, uh, but this is the first year that we operate as Explorers Schools. We were always a preschool named Little Explorers, um, and uh, we're having a great time when our parents uh, were quite insistent that we carry on the journey. Now we are for business. For more business news, do log on to myjoyonline.com. My name is Emma Davis. Please stay for the rest of the Time now to check out what's making headlines elsewhere. Sweden Water Park video shows huge fire engulfing newly built attraction close. Footage shows a huge fire engulfing a newly built water park in Gutenberg, Sweden. Twelve people were sent to hospital for minor injuries and police say one person is currently missing. Officers evacuated a hotel and nearby offices warning residents to stay inside because of the smoke. The cause is still unknown. The water park, which was due to open later this year was part of an expansion of Lisbeck Amusement Park. That is it for World News Abness Sports. This is now on join you today with me, Muftao Nabila Avla, President of Kufuado has commissioned the Bottoman Sports Complex, one of the facilities constructed to host the African Games 2023. The facility, which will be hosting about 10 of the 29 sporting disciplines expected to happen between March 8 and March 23, was commissioned earlier today at uh, Boteman. And uh, about 5,000 athletes will be assembling in Ghana. And according to the president, the event is expected to bring at least 2.2 billion people, um, both on social media and on television, to Ghana for the African Games. He believes that this is an event that is expected to market Ghana to the rest of the world. The competition will start on March 8th and the football for the... So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app, 
get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. The event will also be starting on March 9. And now let's hear from President of the Ghana Football Association, Keto Kriku. He has promised that his administration will build a 40-bedroom facility at the Ghana Man Soccer Center of Excellence, a facility that he believes will cut down on the expenditure of the football governing body when completed. We also have the clearance to invest in the 40-bed accommodation in Construction will start soon. It will also include a modern gymnasium, a swimming pool, and a medical center and our athletes who use our Pram Pram Technical Center. Indeed, the entire land space will be fenced very, very soon. Work is going to start very, very soon, and I mean this year. We have also taken a decision, we are investing in the game for the construction of two natural first class grass pitches at the 10 grass center in Pram Pram. This work will start in August and to add up to the existing pitch infrastructure that we have in Pram Pram. I've already spoken about the bed power pitch. As part of our desire also to fix the problems that we have identified, we also acknowledge that we have communication challenges. And one of the steps to fix those challenges is the platform we have here today. But beyond that, we have asked uh, RFAs to start fixing the problems from their end by communicating more with their publics and by fully utilizing the relatively cheap communication mediums or channels that we have, i.e. social media. That's your sports, and I will do have more sports stories on myjoyonline.com and also at 2 p.m. when we come your way with sports today. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.